0: before probably me before um, with the flow. yeah just go with the flow and I mean you should be aware that we are recording mm-hmm. we are not live We're but live. Um,
1: and I, I love <laughs> is this is
0: this
1: on yeah yeah that is on you have like an intro you do, or
0: are we just Um I say, it? ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Conversation and Calculation. <coughs> episode 13. Wow. You doing that right now? Yeah. Or you have a pre recorded thing. No, no. this, oh, is, this is episode okay. 13. <coughs> wow. Oh yeah. wow.
1: Uh Bar Mitzvah bacher age. Oh yes. Very oh special, yes. Very very special,
0: very special number. Mm-hmm. Um actually Alp Kabbalah refers to like Shalim de Really? Like perfect perfection? Is thirteen. Is thirteen. So I'll oh, take it. Uh, bro. If there had to be somebody on, it would oh, definitely God. be you. Stop it, Ellie. Thanks for having um, me. Thanks so s- having me. on that note, why doesn't our guest introduce themselves? Themselves. okay. <laughs> um do I need, am I good? Like how close do I need to You're fine, you're fine, just just talk normally.
1: Yeah, normally. Like what you're I talking to me. Yeah. Here, if you want you can hold it like this so that it's facing you. Right. Oh, perfect. Looking right. Ha ha Um will hold it like this. My name is Menachem Dicker. Uh, I'm from Rockaway, New York, Bayswater, to be more specific. Um, it's like in the small town in the back of Farakoway. Um Yeah, that's my name. And I'm good friends with Ellie Sandhouse over here, my boy. And I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be on. You know? Aww, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to thank you. This means a lot to
0: me. I know at, at this point in the podcast, it's still more of a chesed on
1: your part than on my <laughs> part. <laughs> to yeah. <have> you on. <laughs> I looked at it like this I love talking to Ellie. I love podcasts, and I like just kicking it back with some Snapple and whatnot. You know? so <laughs> I like that there's an opportunity to chill with Ellie because he's so busy being educated in YU and, and a busy eyes. So yeah, it's a great chill.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank
1: you so much. Um,
0: so this one's going to be interesting because normally I interview people who I don't know so well. Really? Okay. But I know you really well. Right. So we can just skip all the pleasantries and just go into the more like meteor kind of things yeah i like that so i have this one question that i like asking people um which is is there anything in your life that particularly excites you right now that you just can't stop thinking about it and and it's it's keeping you up at night and you're dreaming about it during the day and just gets your blood pumping is there anything in your life like that
1: well, first of all, food. Always food. All right. Food awesome. is always on my mind. I have dreams about it. I love it. It's close to near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Definitely food. Um, but I would say, like, I don't know, I guess just things that, like, I'm super passionate about. Yeah. Maybe, like, sports, my family, my friends, you know, I work every day, so I try to, you know, keep that. I <clears throat> try to, like, really, I'm thinking about that a lot also. You know, not in, like, a stressy way, but just, like, I always, like... You know, got to be on top of the business. Um, If you want, you a little plug for your business. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Sliced beef jerky. Best beef jerky in town. Oh, yes. Um, We delivered five times, Brooklyn, Queens, and Lakewood, and Great Neck, and we have a Baltimore branch, and... Wait, you guys uh, have a Baltimore branch? Yeah. Uh, Whoa, I did not know about that. a guy makes it there. We don't send it there. A guy makes it there. But you have, like, your... Same recipe. Same same recipe? yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) But Sliced Beef Jerky, check us out on Instagram and on... That's it, it's on Instagram, and it's really, really good beef jerky, I really should have some sitting here, but... (laughs) Product placement. Yeah, that was actually my fault, my bad, I'm not a good businessman, but... Don't worry, next time. (laughs) But, yeah, no, nothing really keeps me up at night, I would say, just like, again, like everything that's going on in my life is really just, you know, particular things, I I, I can't say anything in particular. Alright, that's cool, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like you already
0: got a lot on your plate, so that's really good, I'm Mm -hmm. happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, for me, I would say it's this podcast. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because, like, this has really been me stepping out of my comfort
1: zone, and...
0: We spoke about this, remember?
1: We were yeah. Like, talking about, right, if you're comfortable doing it or not, right, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so, like, you
0: know, th- this is definitely a huge thing for me, and and I can't stop thinking about it, so thank you so much for, for making this dream come true. Oh, stop, but it. it's a like Disneyland <laughs> in here. <like. laughs> great. All right, so... Uh, should we should we jump into the cards so that we can kind of like oh, get into the, the rhythm?
1: The cards, I thought that was a box for the mic.
0: Oh no no no, no. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so here yeah
0: this is a, a box. Are you of... sure I'm good?
1: Can hear me? Everything's gonna.
0: I mean, according to the sound waves, you me.
1: are you are golden. Let's freaking go!
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, pick a card, any card, read it out loud, and then we'll just go from there.
1: Sounds sick. Sounds awesome. Any color. Any color, any card. <clears throat> I read it to you? Yeah. What is your social media weakness? What is my social media weakness? I can't
0: say I know what that means. I also don't know what that means. I mean, like, (laughs) because I feel like my social media weakness is that I am so not proficient in it. Right.
1: Okay.
0: Like, real talk, the way I see society going is that social media is only going to become more ingrained in society, not less. Yeah. It's only becoming more ingrained. And, like, I just recently started my, my Instagram Oh really? I, I never had one. I think I had one in seventh grade for about right? for about two minutes. <laughs> right, right. Where I posted like a pic, like a picture of. Uh, it wasn't a selfie. It was me in the mirror with the flash on. Oh,
1: you know what I'm talking about? You're trying to get the good angle. Right? You know what I'm talking no about. Exactly what you're talking Bro, about. Bro, that,
0: right? was, that, was, that was seventh grade for you. Right. So, right next
1: to a picture of you like in the city meeting a guy dressed up like Elmo. Exactly. And then Purim 2011 sick time. Yo! Like that, yeah, it, <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that was my Instagram. Everybody has that that Instagram picture if you look back and find it. It's, yeah. like, it's, so, <laughs> it's so cringy, but it's like everyone does it. Yeah. Yeah. So so, I just recently started my Instagram, and
0: it's weird. I kind of feel like the word is almost
1: handicapped. Handicapped? What, that you're not so proficient in it?
0: That there is there's this whole medium of human interaction that I just don't know how to use it. Right. I just don't know. Like, I, I can't follow trends. I can't, like... Now, a, a certain part of me is happy about that because I'm like, okay, I don't want to be so involved in social media and whatever. Right. But then there's a part of me that's like, but this is going to be a part of reality for the so rest of our so lives. It's
1: so scary, right? And it's not even something we were like brought up with that we can be like, like, you know, you're brought up with, you know, going to shul, right? You go to school every single day. you brought up with going to school, so you know it. This is just like a part of our lives that like, bam, hit us in the last three, four years. And we're, like, at the most sensitive, like, stage. Of, if you're anywhere from, like, 18 to 25, 26 years old, you're just in, like, the stage where, like, you're, you're saying, like, you have to learn a whole new form of, like you said, interaction. And it's, exactly. Like, and Exactly. Yeah, it's nuts. It, it's yeah. only becoming more important. Right. It's crazy. You know, like, I, I, I had a serious, like, sit-down
0: talk with my parents before I, before I got Instagram. And I was, like, I, I laid out to them, like, why I thought that, like, I know I haven't had it until now, but here's why I think it's necessary for me to get it now. Recently, yeah, right. This, this was in the last couple of months, mm-hmm.
1: right? So, uh, yeah, I'm I, funny. I remember when I got Instagram, I was in 11th grade, it was Hurricane Sandy, ooh. right? And we, my family, we live on the water pretty much. You so, saw, yeah, on the water, so we're gorgeous, view. yeah. So, it, you can imagine that Hurricane Sandy that, yeah, people were freaking out that this was, thank God, it was a miracle. Bar Hashem, like the water went around our block, because it's, like, up a hill, someone really? around our block. Oh, crazy wow. Thing. Yeah, we were, kind of, we were really expecting to come back and see the worst, like, like, a mess, like, completely, you know, flooded house, everything, thank God, it didn't happen. Baruch Hashem. So yeah, it was really crazy. So we moved to Brooklyn for three weeks to my aunt and uncle who live in Brooklyn, and I was so bored there. We were so bored. I remember even one or two nights with power, like, and I had my little iPod Touch then. <laughs> iPod Touch, fourth gen. And... <laughs> A lot of my friends were like talking about Instagram and I didn't know what it was. And I just got the app and I loved it. Like it was just so much fun, like posting pictures and putting music to some of your posts. And like, it was just so cool. And like, we were able to like chat on Instagram. Like this was like, well, not right when it came out, maybe like a year after it came out. Um, And it was pretty crazy how it, how like, that's how I got it. And I still have the same account to this day, but I really, yeah, but I don't use it like at all really. And if I do, the only accounts I follow are like, Sports accounts, news accounts, funny video accounts, like, nothing, like, I'm not, like, a real Instagram user with, like, I haven't posted in, like, four years, you know, I don't really, like, look at it. It's, like, a type that, like, all my friends have the password, you know, like, give that one okay. friend dude like, everyone uses his Instagram for, like, just their own, just to go on and see what's going on, so, like, I don't really use it a lot, but, like, that's, and that account is still going t- till now. It's just, like... Fascinating. Yeah. It started during Sandy. It's pretty nuts. That's very funny.
0: Mm-hmm. My, my, like rule for myself that I made was that I'm going to produce and not consume. Meaning? Meaning that like, I, I do intend on, you know, like, like I, I got Instagram, right. um, but my intentions were that I am not going to be somebody who's, I set a limit for myself on how long I could be on the app. I think I gave myself like 10 minutes a day or whatever. The idea is just enough so that I can go and post, and then that's it. And what it's for the
1: podcast, the
0: Instagram. So it's gonna be for the podcast. It's gonna be for like everything. It's gonna be for my personal brand, whatever that means. Right, right. I hear that. You know, cool. so like, so like that was the rule that I made for myself: produce, don't consume.
1: That's great. Consume, yeah. You can consume a lot on there. It's yeah. scary, yeah. It's really can be such a distraction. But wait, what, what's the podcast called? I don't even know what's called. <laughs> <laughs> conversation and calculation it's a
0: play on are you familiar with rabbi jonathan sacks i've heard of him okay so he was the former chief rabbi of england um very very proficient author and i'm a huge fan of his sadly he was he was nifter a little while ago Mm -hmm. um huge fan of his so he has this book that's a pirush on chumash called covenant and conversation
1: so right. Okay. So
0: this is, and that's on Sheviksav. So this I kind of see as like his
1: spiritual successor. That's so nice. That's okay. so I call
0: it conversation and calculation because yeah, it's on okay.
1: Torshevall Pet. Right, and it's about conversation and calculation. Yes, thank you. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You, got you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's the idea. Um, cool. Cool. All right. Cool. So that, that's my social media weakness.
1: Right. Instant How about that, you? Yeah. I would say the same thing. Like, you know, just not, I'm not so knowledgeable in social media. You know, I'm saying like, I know about it, I just don't know, like, TikTok, right? I, so The that, most toxic app in the world, as right. we all know. It's, I don't, I don't see it lasting. Oof. That's, uh, people have made careers out of it already. It's, it's so, you remember when Vine was around? Yeah, it seems like people made careers out of Vine. Right, but Vine was so, there weren't creators on Vine. Vine was pretty much Funny videos, Zehu. It was funny videos, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, you know, all these guys made. And, and there are still some famous people who've made their careers on Vine. The six-second videos, right? They were very funny, whatever. TikTok is so much, so much. First of all, TikTok went from the 30-second video to now you can post, like, two-minute videos, three-minute videos. Right. Also, it's there's these things called, like, TikTok creators. There's everything in the world from over-quarantine. I got very into steak TikTok. Right, I got very into steak, right? Like, how to, different ways to prepare them, the way these professional chefs are telling you, leave it in the oven for this amount of time, marinate it with this, that, like, and I got, like, fascinated by it. Like, anywhere from, like, that to, like, comedy to ASMR videos, like, it's, I'm telling you, yo, it is endless. It is endless, and it's so much more than Vine, because, like.
0: It, it props to whoever, whoever wrote that algorithm, because it's.
1: It's
0: a genius! Yeah, genius. It, he, literally, the, the team that created
1: that algorithm is controlling the world right now. They say it's China, and that they're looking at all your information, but I don't buy it. I I, I, so I, I'm not heard, educated, I so. heard a
0: fascinating point. I think it's more true. We might I have to cut this out. I think I'm just something like the Nah. Okay, <laughs> if, if you want, I can. Um, yeah. So I so I heard a fascinating point. I think it's so much more true. Why would the Chinese government want my information? They don't flippin' care
1: that the first of all I'm, i agree with you i'm like i'm not that interesting right, right? so no it, people it, it, say because the credit card bills and this and that and i'm like what like i'm like right like the chinese not... government is gonna go take my credit or go to best buy buy themselves five five big screen tvs like no like <laughs> no they, that's what the are they really want it for right okay
0: so so i so i heard this crazy conspiracy theory which i'm like okay like I, i'm like not I'm, Adam. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist Right. But this one just made sense. Let me hear it. In China, the TikTok algorithm rewards STEM content creators. Science, technology, engineering and mathematics.
1: It rewards them,
0: meaning that what it <clears throat> the, way, the way it works is that it pushes up videos that are that are more popular in the right, algorithm. Right, right. Right? They learn your preferences. Exactly. It learns your preferences right. and it pushes those videos up. So the videos that are pushed up in in China are science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Related. Okay. Very educational. The videos in the US are Right, the dances. The dances. Right, right, right. The TikTok dances and, and all that. The right. the basic the basic premise of this conspiracy theory was that if China wanted to cripple the United States, how would it do it? By making the next generation a bunch of idiots. Right.
1: <laughs> Which they're doing a great
0: job at. And and they're they're doing such a phenomenal job because now kids see their their role models are people who literally don't do anything literally don't do anything they right. just they just sit there and they do a, a a filter right you know like the horse filter right
1: Ooh. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> bro people people are getting millions and millions of views off of a stupid video of them
1: of them being a horse right 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 I get that for sure that's that's the whole influencer thing in general so that's the thing like I am
0: there is so much untapped potential in terms of being an influencer. Like like I'm not saying that I wanna be an influencer.
1: Right.
0: What I'm saying is that I wanna be influential. So But it's not the same type of it's influence not, it's that
1: you wanna have. Not the not same type clothes. of thing, right?
0: But it's the same medium. It's it's like it's like imagine if if people like had cars five hundred years ago and they were using them as space eaters.
1: Like, yo, this right. is great. It's a right. so spacey. It Keeps it me more. Right. Like, I wish I had a way to get from bro, point B. Bro, you
0: don't understand the, the, right. the power of the technology that you have. Right. It's the same thing with this, that, like, people literally have the world at their fingertips and they're busy posting videos of them doing the floss.
1: Right. Like. But we all know that it comes down to one thing and it's money. I'm saying. Right. I'm saying, like, you, you can have the dumbest, the dumbest reason, the dumbest. Way that you got famous? Let's say you were the guy who you know, you know balances something on your head, and you became Whatever famous from yeah. that, right? Which, which, by the way, it's a lot of mazel. You ask a lot of these TikTok, I've seen interviews with these TikTok dancers. It's crazy mazel. How they get? How they got famous for everybody else? They said I just made a video, and one day it just started getting tons of views, tons of views, and then everyone just gravitated towards so that. It's like it's there's Tons of mazel. There's no reason why. This girl, that guy, over that one, got it. So it I, I would sense. I would say like instant stardom is pure mazel, but there there is
0: a certain degree of oh of, for
1: sure of creators right.
0: of creators which which is like purely a result of their hard work.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right, right. Like the dancers and all like that is like stupid. Just like again mazel, but there are certain people who like and it's and I realize it's all just about a following. You could've again you could have gotten famous from the dumbest thing. You could look like a, a you could look like a cow. You could look like ugly and no talent. If you have that five hundred thousand people following you, you can be again a homeless guy and try on this company's sunglasses and they'll say they know that there's five hundred thousand people watching it. It's crazy. I saw the study or something that like Kylie Jenner put on like like went to Target one day. She didn't even buy the sweater. I think she was like in Target and she's like like oh she like she was like like um looking through like a rack. Crazy of that she even
0: goes to Target. Right. I was yeah I was awesome. like Target really, really? Exactly
1: she happened to go to Target and she went and she just like looking through she took out like this yellow sweater. She's like, oh this is nice and put it back. I heard Target was sold out of that sweater all around the country for months.
0: That's insane like, She didn't even
1: she didn't even buy it. She didn't even say like oh my God guys you have to get this sweater she just said, like, oh, that's a nice sweater, and she put it back. The, the
0: sheer crazy. amount of of influence that these right. influencers have is is mind-boggling. Right,
1: and she's, again, again, she could have been a, a literal a a creature. She didn't have to be, like, this pretty girl. She could have been anybody. She has those millions of people following. There's just, people see that, and they want that, and you become like this, I'm not wording it right, but you become like this, god to them that like we we yeah. want to do what you do we want to wear what you wear we want it because you're just you you know it you get it but like it's coming from nowhere i i think you know yeah I, it's so weird like i mean the kardashian's getting somewhere that's just a whole nother conversation okay but that's <laughs> getting somewhere out of nowhere but like you just why why you why it's just i think it's nuts and then, again i think these people putin trump these people are the most powerful people in the world <laughs> yeah Hundred percent. I think because that... because they, they they hold the influence of the masses. Yeah, and... it's crazy. And they have and they have people who are at such um, sensitive stages of their life. All these people followers are anywhere from fourteen to twenty one, and that's when you're really starting to figure out who you are, what you want, and everything. And like, if you have uh, billionaire Kylie Jenner telling you what to wear, what to do, what could go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really I, it's, wild. Yeah. Listen, I mean, kudos to them. I'm not saying these people don't work hard now. Yeah, of course, of course, they work hard. It's crazy how much power they have, though. Like they could literally say, "Like tomorrow, guys, everybody wear purple day," and everyone will just wear purple, like they just like that, you know. So it, it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the whole TikTok thing. I could be here for hours talking about TikTok, but
0: but I, I happen to think that it's it's gonna it's gonna end. Yeah, you think so? I I I see. Instagram as being a permanent fixture of society. Yeah, Instagram's a, it's a Facebook.
1: It's not going anywhere. I don't
0: think Instagram so. is a permanent fixture in society now. Right. I would say that TikTok is not yet a permanent fixture, and I think that
1: it will eventually fade. Could be, only because I think that Instagram is more of a form of, of like, it's like that thing now. It's the thing, and it's more about communication, Instagram, and I think that TikTok is more of about entertainment. Right. But I don't know, like, I, I don't see TikTok going anywhere. It's just so many people do so well on it because everyone just watches it. And, like, I, I'm telling you, during quarantine, I had TikTok. I was scrolling through it. I, I looked up one day. I'm like, I was on this for an hour and a half. I, I didn't even realize. It was the scariest thing. I was like, this, that was an hour and a half. I was just flipping through stupid videos. Anywhere from, like I said, like steak videos to... And then, like, at one point on my feed like, it was, like, videos of, like, the wild. Like, a lion hunting an impala. <laughs> And, then, like, and then, it, then it went to, like, um, this lady doing something called a Sunday restock. She's going around her house restocking, like, the cookie jar and her laundry detergent. I, I, and she's, like, refilling her fridge with waters, like, perfectly in a row. And I'm just like, what am I watching? Like, this stuff just mesmerized me. And I'm like, yo, I, you got to get off of this. And I think I did. I did get off of it. But, like, it's, it, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Right now it's the best entertainment. It's making stars. It's making, like, yeah. making money yeah i mean it's, I, I it's, it's been the number one app for for over a year now right uh more i mean it really did blow up over quarantine it came out at the exact right time i do see it doing way better than vine way better than any of these other entertainment apps but i think it's again like i think the reason it's better than vine is it's just so much so much more potential in it vine was really just funny videos funny six second videos and people were great on that but it's just it's it took, I, I don't know i don't want to say here to stay it's around for a while all right. Yeah, I hear that.
0: Mm-hmm. But but uh, you definitely agree with me that it's not a permanent fixture in society the way Instagram is.
1: Ten years? Yeah, I would say that Instagram will be around. TikTok might not be. Okay. Yeah. Too, or, too early to tell, though. I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's early to tell. Yeah. Should we pick another card? Sure. All mm-hmm. right. It's your turn,
1: right? Yeah. I'm feeling. My like... phone is on. Is it getting, like, still? <laughs> I just want
0: to make sure. Ooh. In what ways are you like your parents?
1: That is a great question. Um, my parents are the best. They're the they're the goats. You know, the greatest of all time. I have to disagree because my parents are the best. Oh, That's but... funny because I would venture to say that. Your parents would even say my parents are the goats. <laughs> so I can't agree with you. Either, but no, yeah, your parents are probably really great. Um, I actually spoke to your mom once, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. I have Shabbos and Ken. Yeah. Yeah. That's for a good Shabbos. She seems like a nice lady. Yeah. Um, in what ways am I like my parents? I would say my family were very, like very close-knit, and we were also, like, growing up, we had, my parents were always involved in chesed, very chesed-oriented people, always willing to help out everybody, like, you know, we were involved in, like, special needs programs, and, like, you know, I'm saying my, my, all my older siblings were involved in Chai Lifeline, like, ourselves, um, that's really how I got into it also, but I would say just, like, really, like, the fact that, like, they're huge Bali chesedim, and, like, makes me want to do it too, and also we're just, like, we all have the same personalities, we all just, like, know how to chill, Good vibe, you know, very middle-of-the-road good Jews, you know. We're not yeshivish, we're not modern, we're right in the middle. I mean, that's my middle. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, um, I'd really just say, like, chesed and all that type of stuff. Just good vibes, you know. We're just good vibes. That's bigger. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, what about you? Um,
0: so, it's interesting. I find myself, the older I get, the more I realize that I am an exact combination of my parents. Really? Like, I am my dad plus my mom equals me. Like, okay. That, that's, that's, like... I see, I see my, like, my, my personality comes a lot from my dad. Okay. Um, but my demeanor more comes from my mom. And so, like, I, I get everything from my parents. Everyone tells me I look exactly like my mother. Okay. Um, but I would say one thing that, like, I'm, I'm particularly proud of in being like them is that they are both, I'm not sure what the word is for this. But they're both not afraid to start something new. Okay. They're very. They have a very go-get'em sort of attitude, and I personally look up to that so much. Like, my mom just graduated college. Really? Yeah. Like how long ago? Like less than a year ago. Really? Yeah, she's graduated. She, she got her master's in social work.
1: That's so cool. Right? And I'm like,
0: that is the coolest thing in the world. That is <laughs> so cool. On? She 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 was in school. Then she got married. Stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. And then years later now, now, she has one kid in the house. And she's like,
1: all right, why not? Why not? not? Right, why not? Up. And
0: I'm like, that is that is so flipping cool. I think that's the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. And the same thing with my dad. My dad, who's in the restaurant business for almost two decades. And then suddenly it all comes to a close and... Boom, now he's in Concierge Medicine. And it's like and he started it. Yeah, and he right. started it. And it's it's just like it's so cool to see that like they're really just not afraid to start new things. And I would say right. I would say that that's something that I'm particularly proud of that I've inherited.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. They're go-getters. Yeah. Yeah. same look at you, you started a podcast. <laughs> You're a go-getter too, you know. That's Thank good. you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right, so
0: far we've been getting pretty mild cards. Yeah. You know, yeah. not not like
1: this is what you usually do for the whole the whole episode, is cards so you or... So yeah, usually
0: we get, like, one or... We usually end up getting, like, one heavy hitter card mm-hmm. that we end up, like, arguing about for, like... Yeah. This
1: is good for dates, by the way. This is, like, it's what that
0: so good. perfect matches game that people play on dates is. Yeah, like, is but what I like MLS. about this is, is that it's, like, it's, like, meaningful conversations. Right, right. It's not just, like, what's your favorite flavor of smoothie? Right, right. Where do you
1: go for data? <laughs> right. I hear you. for
0: Sure, no It's cool. Yeah. Uh, do you want to pick another one? Yeah. All right. All right. Sweet. Let's
1: do it. It's about your parents. So let's... We just did parents. Let's Okay. Do it. So sh- should we... It says, yeah, how did your parents influence your relationship with money? Oh, I've gotten that one before. <laughs> oh, come on. So we'll be ready to do anyway. <laughs> no, that's fine.
0: It's different people, different answers, but, right. you know.
1: What historical event did you wish... Do you wish you witnessed... Sorry. What historical event do you wish you'd experienced firsthand?
0: Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I mean, like...
1: I would say... Can I say by Medhar Sinai? Yeah, but it's cheesy. It's kind of cheesy. I mean, it, no, it's, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's I'm, kinda, th- I'm thinking something that I could have actually fathomed. Right. You know? But I can't think of anything. <laughs> I mean, like... I experienced the Berakah which I thought was pretty cool. So I remember that. It. Yeah. yeah. I was little, but yeah. 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 Like I remember, like sitting there saying, "Like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna see another one of these things till I'm married, like with three kids and Rich or something crazy like that." I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but historical event, yeah. Jewish or not Jewish, um, I'm thinking of like I'm a very big sports guy, so I'm thinking of like a sport, a sporting event that happened. Like you okay,
0: know. I would say like Dan Marino's perfect
1: season. Yeah, but would I like? I don't know. I'm saying it to see Tom Brady's last game and all that. Like that's okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um is he officially retired now? Yeah, yeah, he said he might come out of retirement, but like I think he's just trying to stir hawk. Oh, okay. I, I don't think he's actually going to but I know uh, that he's uh he's making a movie. Yeah, it's weird. He's like producing like sort he's... of producing sort of playing in it yeah. about four Patriot fans who go down to like, Foxborough to see him play or something. Yeah, and 80, he's like 80 for Brady. Yeah, what is it called? 80 for Brady. 80, 80 right, 80s for Brady, right. Interesting, yeah, but... Yeah, good for him. Tap in every market, you know? Yeah. People were actually very upset at Brady that he did... Not upset, but, like... Well, people were upset that he didn't thank the Patriots in his retirement post. Because he played with the Patriots for really? 20 seasons. He, he didn't thank them? He didn't. He wrote, like... And he retired on the Buccaneers. Right. He's like, I want to thank everybody in the Buccaneers organization who helped me, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's been a long ride. Like, all the classic thing, And he just never mentioned New England. And everyone's like, uh, hello. Like, you won most of your championships here. Bro, that's... We literally made you who you are. Like, come on. That's but... that's a lack of a curse. That's over <sighs> I Listen, I, I, I don't know the circumstances. Right, I maybe know. he called them privately and said that's I don't know. It, yeah. Right, but... Maybe he called them privately, but like... People were saying that top three greatest athletes of all time, easily, Tom Brady. It's crazy how he didn't do a farewell tour. You know what a farewell, what a farewell tour is? I mean, I could guess based on context clues. Right,
0: right, <laughs> it's right. a tour
1: where they say farewell. Basically, but, like, for example, Derek Jeter, one of the greatest baseball players and well-known baseball players of all time, when Derek Jeter was retiring, he knew this was his last season, right? Let's say it was 2016, I think it was his last season. So every stadium that he went to, they, they did, for the last time he would go there, it was Derek Jeter's last game in Fenway Park, in Comerica, you know, Comerica, or, you know, every field in America, every baseball team did a farewell tour for him, right? And I'm saying it's big. One of the greatest shortstops, greatest Yankees, greatest players of all time is retiring. Like, and people are paying tons of money to come see him play his last game, and, you know, it's crazy. And people were saying that, like, Brady, like, I guess you could say he didn't know at the beginning of the season if this was gonna be his last season. You know, if he would have won the Super Bowl, would he have went for another year? Or would he have still retired and he got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, so like sorry, second round of the playoffs. So everyone was like, What's he gonna do? Like, people were saying, like, you know how much money you could have made? You could've made your team, you could have made other franchises, like imagine talk. and baseball is hundred sixty two games in a season. So Jeter right. did it whatever. Football's now they moved it up to eighteen. Like can you imagine, like, every stadium he went to, Tom Brady's last game, the last chance, if I live in Cleveland, it's coming to the Browns, the last chance a Browns fan has to see Brady in Cleveland, like... That's pretty wild. Right, like, you could have made so much money on it, people were like, why didn't you do a farewell tour? Especially, if you're not just some good football player, you're arguably the best football player ever. Like, people were like, why wouldn't you just do, like, a farewell tour? And he said, I didn't know that it was going to be my last season, but, like... I think you need to know, you know. Yeah, like know. it's such that, an opportunity, sort of such a missed opportunity. But
0: that's yeah, that's wild.
1: Yeah, well, a little off topic there.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That reminds me of. Did you ever see the the Dwayne Wade farewell tour video? With all the jerseys. Yeah, yeah. See, that oh, was oh also another uh, thing. That was so. And you're from Miami. That probably hits home, bro. That hits so hard right. when, when he ah. Right. But those, I,
1: I imagine that Dwayne Wade was leaving and he's not even like the greatest basketball player ever. He's right. just, he's up there but like he's he's really good. He's very and and people were everybody there was like a whole hawk that people you know in the NBA after after a game people trade jerseys with each other, right? Right. That was that was his right. thing. He was trading jerseys with all the with all the players were were trying to get his jersey after he would play them and he'd be like, "Sorry, I'm giving it to this. Sorry, I'm giving it to that." Like it was so good, boom, good when he it. gave it to
0: his mom. Yeah. Oh, Oh my god! Got,
1: got you in the got you in your fields, huh? Got me in my fields, bro. That was, that was that was that was good stuff. Yeah, but whatever I'm saying, I think uh, yeah. I think What's it's pretty the card? Cool. It was <laughs> what <laughs> historical event do you wish you'd experienced firsthand? Oh, uh, so uh, yeah, I I gotta go with either Harcena,
0: That's my mid or well, I. Uh, <laughs> I would say World War Three, but we're kinda
1: of looking at it. Right, I was gonna say I'm front row right now. It's yeah. crazy. And I don't even know what's going on and like I should be more educated on it, but like I'm just not like yeah, I don't know if I really to I also to be, I also like,
0: feel like, like I should be more well educated.
1: But It's say, more in the middle of it. Like Yeah. Like I don't even yeah. I don't I don't I don't know why, I don't know Putin, I just know he's nuts. Like I don't you know, I'm very not a political guy, so I don't know like a lot about politics and like Biden and Trump and what he's doing wrong what he's doing wrong I mean obviously I know Biden's crazy <laughs> sorry to all the listeners that are biden Um, but yeah I don't know like, like we should be more educated but like I saw a video of this guy just driving down the highway in Ukraine and a tank is going like the opposite way and it just makes a quick left turn and ran over you didn't see that video? no it was like viral he just ran the tank ran over a car with a person in the car oh ran over God. it and then backed up and then there's the next video of them trying to get him out, and he somehow survived. It was crazy.
0: That's insane. But I'm like,
1: I'm like, I'm trying to think. If you're driving down the highway, and you see a tank coming at you, do you just turn around and drive the other way as fast as <laughs> you I'm like, buddy, why are you passing by a tank? You think he's going to wave to you and just say, hey, how's your day going? Like, <laughs> come on. You think he's going to, like, wish to give you a thumbs up? Like, That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, and for no reason. I don't know. R- Russia's horrible people, this and that. I mean, I mean, I've been to Russia. I've been to Ukraine. But so, like. So there. like it's it's funny that you bring that up because like my
0: my second thought after my Midhar Sinai
1: was World War 2. Right, but like I was thinking that too. I said like my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. I'm like maybe I'd want to experience liberation, right? Like that, that must have just, just But then I'm like no, like it's probably it wasn't a happy occasion.
0: Oh no, it wasn't a happy occasion, right. which, which is which is why it's something that
1: I would really want to see because that is arguably humanity at its lowest point for sure. For sure, liberation. Yeah, I mean that's. But like, I mean, I went back to the camps on like a Yeshiva Europe I've trip. also been there. Right, crazy like, stuff. Right, I mean, say, do you agree? Like, I was there, and I was telling somebody about it. And I'm like, you can't fathom what happened there. Like, we went no. to go see it, and like to me, I was just standing in like a field with green grass, birds chirping, some dirt, you know. You can't you a tree. I'm like, so you know, you know what hit me? Yeah, it
0: hit me so hard. When we were, you know the room that they have with, with all the cut-off ponytails? A lot of hair. Yeah. yeah. That's in auschwitz
1: now, right? That's in auschwitz now behind right, the glass. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so we were standing in there, and then all of a sudden a group of base Yako girls came in. I was like, yo, this is too much. Right. like This is
1: too much. These are literally the, like, we're, yeah, that's crazy. It's right? too much. Right. Literally,
0: like, like it, it would have been. Girls
1: this age. Girls yeah. that age. Right. Girls that age. It's, yeah. It, it's so, like... I don't know Auschwitz Birkenau. They made it more of like a museum, but yeah. the, but across the street, which is regular. Sorry, Auschwitz is a museum. Auschwitz Birkenau is, is is the more like real the camp and yeah. everything. But like I was just like in my head, like I've only seen black and white videos of people walking through these fields with striped pajamas on, and like it's not like you're there and you're like this is where all that happened. Like it's it didn't feel real. I was like you know and I was sat and we, then they showed us a, a cattle car. One of the cattle cars, we were like sitting, standing next to it. And I'm just like looking inside, and I'm like, looks like a regular train. Like, you don't, you can't fathom it, you know? And, like, I'm saying, my grandfather has a crazy story in the Holocaust. Like, the, you know, like, he used to tell me about it all the time. And like, today, and like, I asked, I remember asking him, I said, would you ever want to like go back? And he's like, it's like, why the hell do I need to go back? It's like, what do I need to go back for? But it's so funny because some survivors are like, I want to come back and put my foot down and say, screw you. Look at look Look, look at me. I'm still here. And then yeah. some of them are like, the most, tre- most treacherous memories they ever have in their life are from there. Like, why would they want to go back? And, like, straight up, like, yeah, he, my grandfather was always just like, no, I don't want to go back. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it, you know. I mean, he would tell us about it, but, like, he just, he never had any plans to go back, and he, he never did. That's so wild.
0: Yeah. To, to think that, like, something like that happened just... And so, okay, so here's here's something that, that brings me to my next topic, which I... I try and always bring up whenever I'm, like, in a public forum, Mm -hmm. because I think it's absolutely insane. Have you ever heard of the Uyghurs? The Uyghurs? I have not. Muslim Uyghurs, okay, is a subpopulation within Han China. Han China is the general Chinese ethnicity. Okay. Okay? There's a group of Muslim Uyghurs. That's what they're called. Okay. They are currently being... Shipped off in crowded trains to camps where they concentrate the I population. did hear about this. I didn't know they were called Uyghurs, though. Yeah, Muslim Uyghurs, right? right? Look it up. It's the craziest thing they have on Vice News. They have, like, videos of, like, outside these concentration camps. Yeah. It is frightening. Yeah, it's kind of it the same thing. It is frightening. Listen, okay, so could be, we just don't know what's going on there. We don't know. Right. We know that they have re-education centers, which is really creepy. They have like these, like you know, it's re-education.
1: Like... That's one way to say like you're gonna do what we say. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it is. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Those fancy words.
0: So like we 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 but by and large we just don't know what's going on in there.
1: Right. It's 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 what's it called? I saw like a video of a bunch of them like being brought into the camp with like um, black bags over their head. Like, yeah. They, yeah. Like they cover their head, but like <clears throat> what's the I could tell you why we were picked on in World War Two because Hitler didn't like the Jews, right? And like, right. That's they, no, that's, that's they the question. Hated the Jews. So, like, since when do Chinese people have such something so against Muslims? So, I don't know.
0: It could just be because they're different. Also, right, like, also, also, there were there were Muslim Uyghur terrorists who affected the Chinese. Who affected the Chinese?
1: Maybe that's why. Right. Yeah. But still, a retaliation after, against entire, entire people. Right. Like, I like I don't... Like, obviously, there's a lot of anti-Semitism in the world nowadays, but, like, I don't know how... Like, it's not the same. Like, I know why Hitler hated us, and I know why the Nazis tried to invade us and take over us. Fascinating. I know why. Like, I know why. Because you we were Jewish, and we were the chosen nation, and we're the ones, and... Oh, you're saying from, the, from a religious perspective, you I'm understand? I understand from every, every, every perspective. Like, like oh. if you ask somebody, why did Hitler choose the Jews? And... Because he hated us, because we were I don't know that it's funny now that I'm talking about it, I don't know the exact reason. But I know that he was after us and specifically us. Right. Right? Like it's not just because like he's like, Oh, I want that piece of land, whoever's on it, I'm gonna kill them. Like, no. If it was a bunch of Nazis, he wouldn't care. Right? If it was a bunch of other black people, he probably wouldn't care. He wanted to come after the Jews. The the Chinese and the Uyghurs or whatever, like, why are you going after Muslims? Like, what did like you guys are so Different, like it's not even like a, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I have no See, idea. That's what I'm. will
0: like. be honest, I, I don't know like the the motivation behind what China is doing, but at the same time, like, here's here's a follow up question that it wasn't a card, but me, and my roommate, were having this conversation. Mm-hmm. If you could have a conversation with one person in history, who would that person be? Right. So immediately, my thoughts were like, all right, Moshe Rabbeinu, Yaakov Avinu. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, who's one person in con- modern history?
1: Right, more modern. Right. It's modern not, history. It's not really you can't really imagine having a conversation with like most you know it. Right. Yeah.
0: It's so like who's one person in modern history that I would really want to have a conversation with? Hitler's Hitler's somewhere at the top of that list. Really? Yeah. Hitler is somewhere at the top of that list. We're like, I really would love to just sit down and have a conversation and try and understand. Just try and understand. It's a, it's a bold statement, like,
1: Sandhouse.
0: <laughs> I, I know it's a bold statement.
1: No, but I get where you're like, coming from.
0: Right? I, I just because, because I'm a psychology student, especially like I am just so fascinated and enamored by by like what could possibly drive such a human
1: being. Well, first of all, you're not dealing with a human being. <laughs> that's that's first off. You're okay. Right. And I really, I really don't think. I think it'd be a waste to talk to him because you're not you're you're going to be looking for logic and explanation and reasoning and with for example, right? We don't like Arabs terrorists, right? Uh, we we both learned in Israel. We've seen firsthand stabbing attacks and and Arab terrorists, you know, doing horrible things. Like you think if you go over them and just be like, like yeah, can I ask you like why you hate us so much? What? You're not dealing with a a person who has so, SAHL. Well, so, so, it's it's so, so, a dead so, end. You're never, you're never gonna get the answer you want. Like, you know, there's like the way you deal with crazy people who, who you hear about on the news and like, you know, certain liberals who are or just like people like that or are just like like you tell them like what you're saying makes no sense and they just they, they don't like the whole Black Lives Matter thing. For example, Black Lives Matter thing. You shot an innocent black man, we're gonna burn down a building. what's the connection? Right? We're gonna go burn down some innocent Person, sometimes even innocent black person's business, burn down his shoe store. If you pull that guy aside and be like, Can I ask you a question? Why did you burn down this guy's shoe store if he didn't do anything to you? you you're you upset about something. You have a reason to be upset. You're upset. Why would you, You're not dealing with a well, The guy's not going to sit down and give you a logical explanation. He'll be like, He's an animal. He's a hooligan. He's, he's nuts. I, and I think it's the same thing. You're never going to get logic and explanation, especially like somebody from. Hitler, you don't, you you're not, like, it's, you know? So I would disagree, because I would say that the mob
0: has no seichel. The mob itself is not thinking, and they're, and they're just going along with the flow. But, intellectual leaders are thinking. Right, okay, I hear that. Intellectual leaders are thinking, and, you're like, you had a bigger like, like, goal. like, 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 for example, for example, uh, how do of him, right? But, like, In the Jewish world, where you have sects of Judaism that do not get along with each other. Right. Right? If you think (laughs) about it, on the top, like the leaders of these things, they could probably get along fairly well in a conversation. Right. I'm not going to start dropping any names, but like if you think about it that the leader of this group and the leader of this group were to sit down and have a conversation, it would probably be pretty civil. They might disagree on some things. Right, right. They would disagree on some things, but it would be fairly civil. It's only once you get down to the mobs, once you get down to their followers and their constituents, who a lot of times don't know why they're
1: doing they, what exactly. They're doing. Right.
0: They don't know why they're doing what they're doing. So then it becomes something that's so much more exacerbated.
1: Right. Right. You're saying right. I guess you're saying like Hitler. Yeah, people did say he was a smart man. You know, and he people, was a people say he
0: was one of the most charismatic people of the 20th century. Right.
1: Right. I guess I. I guess I'm thinking of it in more of like an emotional state than just like. You know, cause I can never just think of Hitler as like, oh, you're a smart, guy. i love to talk to you. You're just like, screw you, man. Like, yo, you just, just die a million deaths, you that's know. I
0: I I feel yeah. the same way. I feel the same way. And and that's why like like the, the way that like I'm thinking about it is that like there was this article that I read recently about this this black guy who confronted a KKK member. But not he didn't confront him like like aggressively. He said like very simply how can you hate me if you don't know me? Right, right. What did the guy say? And the guy just didn't have a response. Right. Yeah. The guy just didn't have a response, and th- thats why I'm just so curious. That's sort of—that's the sort of thing to like.
1: Everybody goes back to I just hate your people, and I hate what you stand for, and you know that's that's a lot of times like well, again with the Black Lives Matter thing, people will see, you know, wasn't there a kid from YU who got beat up? It was he in YU? This kid who like was in the city was in like Times Square area, and he got like like brutally beaten. It was it was at the time like few months ago like really bad anti-semitism like in new york forgot what i forgot i forgot his name um but whatever he was like he got like beat pretty bad and like again like these guys were just beating jews because jews were bothering them at the time or like they just know that jews this, Jews. That. i'm like you don't know the kid for all you know the kid could have the same views as you you know like you yeah know. but that's just whatever that's a whole nother thing with liberals and blm and all that which
0: it's not just BLM, sadly. I'm saying it's not just liberals. It's it's yeah. both sides of the aisle. Yeah, both yeah. sides of the aisle are, are being Right.
1: Yeah, liberals not the right. Just
0: word. just uh just like a little PSA, but like people ask me a lot. So like, oh, are you Republican? Are you are you conservative? Are you liberal? I'm a Hufflepuff. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Very good, right? Okay. I like that. I you know, I, I don't I don't really I don't really Get involved in these sort of things. That's really I, good. I, I have I have my my opinions, right. but you just know, just stay away from
1: it, Hufflepuff. Very good. Just stay away from I'm it. I'm such a Harry Potter guy, and I know what you are were. About. <laughs> right. Thank you. Right for sure. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. So so if you could go back and have a conversation with anybody or witness one world event in history, what would it be? I would say, if fine. not if not my Madar C I I would say World War Two.
1: Right. Right. So I I hear that from really from more of like an outsider perspective, right? That you'd want to witness that, but oh, I could sit down with somebody. I don't know a lot. I've I've actually asked this question to like a lot of like really people who like people who are way smarter than me. A lot of them have said Rashi. Supposedly Rashi was one of the smartest people to ever walk the I mean, earth. Which right makes sense. I mean the guy has a whole division of. Kamara, Chumash, everything, you know. He's Besides for the fact that he's one of the most prolific writers on the planet. Right, right. But people say he was the, the sheer of the amount of,
0: of subtext mm-hmm. that goes on. You have commentaries on his commentaries
1: on his commentaries. Right, yeah, right. Like, but again, I think I'm only saying that because I was told to say that. I don't think, I don't know if I would actually Like, actually feel him. that way? Yeah, That's fair, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. If I could speak to someone, I don't know, like... Honestly, and this could sound stupid, but it's just like the first thing that comes to my head. because It could also just be something
0: fun and funny.
1: Honestly, Lou Gehrig. You know Lou Gehrig? Yeah. Yeah, Lou Gehrig was was underrated. And people don't know this. I did a whole book report on Lou Gehrig once, so I had to read up on him. The guy was a a tzaddik. (laughs) And I don't mean like a tzaddik like Rokhan Konevsky a tzaddik. He was just a good guy. And he did so much good that he never got publicized, never wanted to get publicized poor guy just got a disease and like like again he like i didn't even do the book report on him because i knew he was a good guy i found out like i found quotes from him and like i got this disease because it's god's plan and like you know it's just part of like i'm just gonna live to the fullest and i gotta just do as much good as i can before i die like crazy stuff like and i and and my my book report is basically a comparison on him to babe ruth babe ruth was a fat drunk Manoel Dick, a guy. Really? Yeah. He was, you know, he used to party all the time. He cheated on all of his wives. Like, he was, and he used to, like, smoke cigars and just, he wasn't so nice to fans. Um, he used to just party all the time and he just would talk bad language. Fascinating. Yeah. Nobody really knows that about Babe Ruth. And, like, yeah. them too. And then, like, I read about, like, Lou Gehrig. And Lou Gehrig, like, specifically didn't hang out with Babe. They didn't, like, not only they are they fighting, they're just very different lives. Like, yeah. They, you know, like, and... Lou Gehrig's famous speech was like, "Today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth." We say, "I I may have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for." Like, just like a guy who's on his way down, on his way out. Like, just stayed positive. Like, I don't know why. And again, I, I don't know. I like that answer. He just seemed no, like I, such I a really good like guy, guy and, I, and I'm a die-hard Yankee fan. So I guess that can you know. Is that a twist off? I don't think so. Is that one? Oh man. That's eh, fine. We'll drink him after. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, I think he was just a good dude, and uh, I really like that answer. Very I'm also unconventional. Also, just like a die-hard Yankee fan, and I would just love to talk to him about, like, you know, it was like how we stayed like positive through all that, and like you know, obviously the line of work we're in, you know, we see that all the time, like inspiration and all that type of stuff. I don't know, I remember I was very little, I was maybe in sixth or seventh grade, and I did this book report, and like I, it was like weirdly inspired by him. That's really know. cool. But if, again, if I sit and think about it for a while, you know, I can't sit here where I'm in the middle of a thing. I can't sit here for 20 minutes to think. Yeah. But um, that's just off the top of my head. I like that. I like that. And yeah. another reason why I, why
0: I like this forum, this medium a lot, is because it encourages people to just say the first thing that's on the top of their mind. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get, I wouldn't say necessarily a more true answer, but you get a more intuitive answer. Right. You get an answer that it's just their their you know
1: gut feeling, their knee jerk reaction. Right. Instead of like, and, and, telling and, and you beforehand, what do you want to exactly? Like,
0: and in a way, in a way that could be more telling.
1: Right. Right. I mean, I could call you up tonight and be like, "Oh, I thought of a better answer." You know? Exactly. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. Yeah. Um, should we Should we do right now? We're at fifty minutes. Should we do one more card?
1: Yeah, I can do another one. All right, another five, another seven. You're. I mean, listen, I'm. I'm <laughs> down to do this as long as you are. Well, so these are your topics. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So you pick two. I you have like a list. I was like, oh. no, I. I do have a couple of questions that like I have in reserves, right. like the passion question, and I have another question, but we're this. It's not the vibe today. Gotcha. Not the after. vibe today. <laughs> yeah. What's something you're sure you'd never do? But secretly wish you had the guts. I like this one. One more time. Something I never did. Something you're you're sure you would never do. Yeah. But secretly wish you had the guts. Skydiving. You don't don't have the guts to do skydiving? No.
1: I'm taking you skydiving. Dude, I don't go on roller coasters. (laughs) I I, I hate the feeling of your stomach being left at the top of a roller coaster. It's not the same you're at the bottom. It's not the same. Sky skydiving is is slow. I know, and I've spoken to people about it. They're like, it doesn't even feel like you're high up because you don't even realize, like you, yeah. Your so jump high. is the highest thing in the world, right? But then while you're falling, you don't feel like, oh my god, I'm high up and
0: I'm falling. You're you that's the difference. You're falling. You're not being plunged down like on a roller coaster. Doesn't make you feel any better. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is. It is. Oh, you went. I've I've gone two times. Oh my god! Oh my god! It is. Of the craziest experiences, my brother in the went. Game. My
1: brother went and in the video. He's like he's grabbing onto the bar, like right, uh, by the plane, and the lady—not the lady, the guy behind him—is trying to get his hands up, pull, and he keeps just. And at one point, he like smacked my brother's hands. And my brother let go. He jumped out. Definitely skydiving, but I no, but I've heard it's so amazing that I wish I had the guts to do it. But I'm just not good. All right, I hear that. I, lo- yeah. that's a good answer. Yeah, yep. I would
0: say something. I I wish. I had the guts to do honestly the place where I'm at right now in my life I don't see anything as being like beyond beyond my grasp that like I wouldn't do
1: good answer Santa I'm just
0: I'm just saying that's like the, the place where I'm at where like I'm just so confident in myself that you can
1: do anything
0: that like if I really want to do it then I'll I'll do it Right, like,
1: like, travel the world, like,
0: uh, like, barring like serious circumstances that are that are beyond my control, like, there's nothing that like I would say, oh, I'm too scared to do it. There are things that I would say it's too impractical for me to do.
1: Right, right, but not something you don't have the guts to do.
0: Yeah, like, one thing that like I really want to do, bro.
1: Do you, you know, do, do you know?
0: Do you know who Mike Posner is? Yeah, of course.
1: Okay. He took a pill in Ibiza. Yes.
0: Yeah. That guy. So he he recently became like this like super, you know, meditative. Really? Yeah, he's like he's like super into mindfulness and stuff like that okay. these days. So this I don't know if it was this past year or the year before that, but within the span of one year, he walked across North America. Okay. Went on a month-long silent retreat. What does that mean, a silent retreat? Meaning that he went on a retreat by himself. Didn't talk to anyone for a month. Didn't talk to anyone for a month.
1: He's and, like, he's
0: like, he belongs in sun. And then climbed Mount Everest. And then climbed up. That's
1: a lot of walking.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, I, I just heard about that, and I'm like... I want to do those things. You want to be alone for a month? No, so, so, emir you know, like, no, nah, I, I would have a period of solitude, period of solitude, right. with my wife, Right. but, like, that I
1: hear, I hear, you know, alone time's always good, be alone with your thoughts, do something in spite of us. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's intense, though. Yeah, so, like, so you wish you had the guts to do that. I, I wish I had the guts to do that. Again, that's, it's
0: still possible. It's possible. I Trust me. I Bro, I've been thinking about this. Like Shunnery Shona, I already have it planned out. <laughs>
1: I have but a it's plan. a style of retreat, so your wife can't really talk,
0: right? No, we, we, we could talk. You right. could talk to yourself if you want. So right. it's like, if my wife is just an extension of me, you know, she's just another part of me, mm-hmm. then, you know. Right. We could talk. <laughs> I hear that. All right, good for you, yeah. I'm saying try to... Try to make that happen. Bro, I really want to make this happen. You understand? Like I have been doing reading about it and stuff like that. I
1: didn't know Mike Posner was like that, huh?
0: Yeah, he's like super like spiritual esque.
1: Right. He did put out a whole song about how he d- didn't like the, the life of a of a pop star. Right. Right. But but you know, I'm a pop star people forgot, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Posner. Mm hmm. Do you think we have time for more cards? Yes, no no. Yeah? Alright, awesome. No. I may have some questions for you at the end. Okay, for sure. <laughs> no, for I'm sure. Kidding. Tell
0: me, do you do you understand what I mean when I say this? I've said this on pretty much every single podcast so far. Do you feel it's almost physical, the vibe that the camera and the microphone is creating? In terms of just talking? Yes. Yeah, of course. You, you can, it, it literally physically
1: manifests itself. Yeah, that I it, feel like I'm on tan- a podcast. It's tangible. Yeah. Because th- I, I, if I was just sitting here swoozing with you in a room, I would be like, I'm just having a conversation with Ellie here. I'm like, people are going to hear this, you know, and like, yeah, the camera's at you and at me and yeah, of course it definitely affects you, like your, your vibe, of course. So,
0: so the way that like I saw it, the closest vibe I've ever seen to this is a late Friday night meal. Do you Why? hear the call? Because late Friday night meal, where you're at the Shabbos table, so you're not gonna start talking about anything too inappropriate,
1: right? right?
0: And you're just there without technology, right? And Not technology. So, so right. here's what I'm saying. I always see this as like, kind of like the inverse of Shabbos, where like we're using the technology to create the vibe. Right. Um, but yeah, and then you just sit there and talk about like you just converse with another human being. How often do we do that?
1: Not really, right? right? That's why it happens to be. I was. Um, it's funny you mentioned when I was in Israel. I was in every centers yeshiva, right? And in centers, there's we have there's a rule about against smartphones, right? Okay. And they don't want you to have smartphones, right? Which is very understandable. And. Pro to any not Jewish viewers, that's yeah, like the craziest you're not, you know, I, thing. Yeah, no, you don't have phones. just no smartphones. Um. And basically, I remember like we uh, some, some guys from some other yeshivas used to like tease us and be like, Oh, you guys don't have smartphones, or you get kicked out if you have a smartphone. And I'm just like, I remember we went away to Natanya one week, me and uh, like five or six guys. We went away to Natanya, and there were we had some friends from another yeshiva, I can say which yeshiva, that's staying like down the block from us. And they and like, we went to go visit them on Friday, right? Friday, we went shopping with Shabbos, we were friends with them, so we went down the block. And we just like knock on their door, we're like, Oh, we came in, we're like, What's up guys? And like every guy was just like on their phone, like, uh huh. Like and they're just like on their phones and I had like still really I'm like, You guys are so like you're missing the boat. Yeah. I'm like again, I'm not like this hippie where like technology's bad and you need to talk to humans all day, every day. But I'm just like I'm having sorry, my eyelash. I'm it's like, okay. I am having such a better time with my friends, interacting with them and talking to them than you guys are because I'm just talking, like, and again, I I used to go to, like, you know, let's say we go to Cafe Ramon, I see guys from other yeshivas just sitting there, like, on their phones, just like, looking at their phones, typing, and I'm just like, we're just sitting, all sitting there, we're like, talking to each other, I'm like, are we crazy for just talking to each other, every guy's just on his phone, like, even when you come back to America, now you go out to eat, a lot of guys are just sitting there on their phones, and like, it was so, I I learned, like, and every night, what would we do, we just go back to one of our rooms, light up a hookah get some sunflower seeds, have a beer, and just maybe a guitar, and everybody's just chill. Everybody's just chilling. There's a lot of poker going on. Like, no y- phones, Yeshiva no Yeshiva is like a yeah, utopian society. Exactly, right. It's a like, utopian I, society. But I found that the, the healthiest two years of my life. Like, it was yeah. just so awesome. Yeah. Just y- talking y- to y- friends, making friends. I would not have done it if I had a smartphone. I would not be nearly as good friends
0: yeah. with a lot of people. If I, I, would, I, I, I would venture to say the same, that I would not be the person I am not, not right. just like not just friends wise I don't think I would be the same person socially right. socially if I had my smartphone throughout like Jersey, for one second right. Yeah, right yeah yeah I'm talking about socially socially right. I don't think I would be the same person
1: yeah I mean, obviously like when I, right when I came back I went right back to my smartphone which you know you can't blame me I mean saying like you're in America you need a smartphone fine but like those years those, I, was just, like, I loved it and, and, also, and also you learn to interact with it in a very different way it becomes a tool yeah
0: as opposed to like an extension of yourself
1: right for sure, I yeah, I, I loved it. I came back and I was just like, I learned that I could just like talk to guys, and I had such a good time with it. You know, I didn't yeah. need the phone. I always thought like I need the phone. You always when you're sitting around with friends, what, what are you doing? Oh, looking at funny videos. Oh, we're looking at pictures. Is that or something on the phone? Like no, like you know, we just be with each other. Yeah, it was a great chill. Like I loved it. Yeah, you know? I didn't yeah. get the card yet. What widely accepted belief needs to be dead and buried? I don't know what that means. Okay, interesting. Do... What what is
0: common knowledge that you feel to be wrong? Um, I I have a bit of a vendetta. Okay. Against something, but like that's also because like. So this one guy commented on my YouTube video, right? On one of these. Yeah. I had I had two girls on, okay. and. And the girls said something about how, like, they know this girl who who does not plan on covering her hair when she gets married, okay? Because that's what her community does. So these so these okay. girls were saying, you know, you should really just look into the halacha and think for yourself to see if you want to cover your hair, right? right? So this guy took it in a very different manner. And he thought that he his comment was, thinking for yourself, thinking for themselves was how the Mosquilum got started. Okay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I understand. Right.
1: I understand. I don't think they meant thinking for yourself, like make up your own halakha. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. That's not what they meant, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. So I so he and I got into a discussion. And one of the things that I brought up was the difference between Das Moshe and Das Yehudis in terms... of of SNEAS. I think this is something that is very important that we don't teach our our girls and I think that I think that a lot of them are very resentful because of it.
1: Okay. It's what just like the concept of sneas and, and what it means and why we're doing it?
0: So what it means and why we're doing it and the fact that there are gradations of severity in terms of how sneas one has to be. Right. There's das moshe, which is you don't have to cover your elbows. You I, I don't I don't know all the halachas I should know. Like that's a big one. Like short sleeves is, is permitted. I'll I'll pee, mido raisa. Right. It's on hagatova. It's on hagatova. Started by yehudis to cover your elbows. So right. so when we tell our girls that like, hey, if you go above the elbow, you might as well just you know not wear anything. You go sleeveless. Right. No, we we have to say that like this is something that like my ninth grade rebbe would say all the time. He would say, like shout out to Rabbi Licht because he was the. I hit the button. Is that? No, yeah, it's fine. It's I fine. Shout out to Rabbi Licht because he was the best. He said, you have to know what's a dill raisa and what's a deal, Mm-hmm. You have to know because uh, otherwise we people have. You know, I'm not gonna say names of svarim that are out there that list that like your eyelashes can only be up to three quarters of an inch long, right. and your 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 bodice can can uh, you, like what? Right. This is this is so not what Hazal was talking about when they said to dress seriously. Right. They were not saying that you have to give like to the quarter inch measurements of right.
1: of where. Right. It's not so. That goes back to I think the same conversation that everyone in the world, in the Jewish world now, is struggling with. Especially in today's day and age, I think it's like, is, is, Judaism and what parts of it are are black and white, right? Because officially, there's rules, right? Right. Now, officially, a woman is not allowed to show her ankle, right? Now, um I, or what is I, it there, there's no not ankle what was
0: I I'm pretty sure that I'll pee both das Moshe and dassihood this a womans flat to show her ankle I'm not right. sure I, I could have just made that up I could have right. just made that up so I don't know I, okay. I, okay. I know so, about the elbow right so i elbow is a different is, example
1: let's say ark. right right which is what we live by what we should live by every day right you know that you need to talk what is it you need to put on your left shoe then put on your right shoe tie your right you, then tie your left you. Right. According to Kitsar Jovanarich. Right. Which is like, the real deal. Like, if you don't, do you really think, like, obviously you should, and you should try, do you really think you're doing like such an Avera? Now, officially, I think you are. But is Judaism oh, that black and white. It's, it, it, and, there's, it, it, and that's just a minuscule example. There's it depends. So it depends many. why
0: you're doing it. If you're doing it to spite God... Like, right. ha, look, I'm gonna look, put right. on my right shoe first and then, then my left. Right. <laughs> like, if you're doing that, then maybe that's kind of severe. But in general, it's just like. There's
1: so many things that you don't even think about. Yeah. Because just today's day and age, we're just not, we're, we're so numb to certain things that, like, I don't think that, like, we're following half the things we're supposed to be following, you know? Yeah, we probably we go, we dab, dive and we every day, put on this film, we put on this. It says... We, you know, we, we try to, we, we we keep kosher, we wear a yarmulke, you know, women cover their hairs, we, you know, we learn every day, we dab in three times a day, whatever it is, like all these things, but like there are things that we're not doing right and I don't even think we would notice. And if you tell me, I mean, I guess this is more of like, a, like I remember this is a conversation like I had with my Rebbe, like when I was like, right, when I got back from Israel, I'm like, yo, this is so hard, that's so hard, this is so, listen, we're supposed to do what we can to the best of our ability, you know, right. not that we could pick and choose what mitzvahs we do, but like. It's very tough to know sometimes with Judaism if it's just black and white, or if there's loopholes, or if Hashem wrote this in the Torah, but He doesn't actually expect you to do this to the full extent. Like, it's so it's so hard to like find like figure it out and like no. It's a very complex uh,
0: conversation and one that I'm going to put out another PSA so mm-hmm. that I don't get another um, comment. Comment that I and Menachem. Menachem and I are not him. R- not. Nah. <laughs>
1: we are. I would sooner listen to this Snapple bottle for for, for advice about Judaism before I listen to me. I'm, go on Google. Search on Google. Do I need to do this? Is this a mitzvah? Before you listen to me, that's all I'm <laughs> I'm giving my dumb opinion. Do not listen to me. But. I'm allowed to talk because I'm on the podcast and you're not. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, do not. We are not rabidum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the slightest. We're just two two dudes having a casual conversation.
0: Yeah. Shout out to the name of this podcast. Heck yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah. I actually wanted to ask Ellie a question. Yeah. Ellie, What's up? what what is what do you do in your summers and on your free time? Ooh, well. Yeah. Um... I don't know if your... Do your listeners know about this yet or not? I don't know. Have you ever spoken about it on any of your podcasts? No. Not really. really. Yeah. New perspective time. New perspective.
0: So, um... During these summers and in my spare time, uh... Menachem and I volunteer for an organization called High Lifeline. Um... Which is an organization for children and their families... Uh... And the families of children who have pediatric illnesses. Um and high lifeline i mean they're just a phenomenal organization they yeah, they, the they organize hospital visits they organize uh like hanukkah toy drives and and purim parties and literally you think of it you name it they, they do it they provide
1: respite they, for families who in the hospitals have been there for like yeah they, they yeah do
0: i've i've spent many many nights in the hospitals so you slept over before yeah yeah, yeah slept over I did it twice so I, I did it a bunch of times with, with like a couple of different kids and we became like really close. And it's right. really cool. Um, and then definitely one of their one of their biggest, um, I would say, events. Branches. Branches. Are you talking about camp? Yeah. Yeah, branches. Branches. Yeah. Would be camp some programs. One of their biggest programs. One of their biggest programs. Yeah. But like, it's an event.
1: Camp is a Act camp like, is, like, an event. No, Mike is an event. Bike for Chai is an event. Camp is a program.
0: Camp is a program. It's a four-week-long event. Events. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, yeah, where Anakam uh, yeah. and I were head counselors and division heads. division heads. Sorry, I, shout, I, out Denby, shout, I, out shout out Demby. Shout out to Demby and Rabbi <laughs> Feiler for being head counselors. Right. <laughs> shout out Nacho. Shout out to Nacho as well. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's what that's what I've been doing for five years now.
1: Mm-hmm. Five so years now. now. Right. Yeah. Right. And what do you? A tribute. Was that a good word? What do you see that high lifeline has played a role in your life and your mm. experience? Not even like high lifeline. Camp Simcha, you being there and your campers and your friends that you made there and just the whole thing. What have you taken from that? What do you? What would you say? That's like your, like, you know. I look at it as a huge, huge part of my life. Yeah, something same. that I will never give up for anything in the world about how about the years that I've spent there and the friends I've made there and campers I've spoken to and just the inspiration I've gained, everything. how would you same here say that I, played a role in your life? So it's actually interesting. I
0: came to to High Lifeline. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. I came to High Lifeline at a particular low in my life. Okay. Where like it was towards the end of high school and I wasn't happy. I wasn't like I was doing well in school, but that's just because I'm really smart. <laughs> you know? And modest. And modest. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like it was it was definitely a low in my life. Yeah. And High Lifeline just came and Camp Simcha came and like really breathed new life into me. And I just I'm forever indebted to them for that. You know, like the, the Satin Araba, yeah. Blazer? Yeah. Were you, were you ever there for his... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I have met him, yeah. Yeah, so do do you remember his speech, this four years ago?
1: No.
0: Ah, uh, so, so he was talking about the logo of Camp Simcha, the right. old logo. Yeah, no, no, I do
1: remember this, you're right, right. Yeah. Right.
0: That was a phenomenal speech, and he was pointing out how the old logo of Camp Simcha... Is, is a figure in light and a figure in darkness. And the figure in light is helping the figure in darkness out of the
1: darkness. Right. It's like helping him up off the floor. Right. Helping him
0: up off the floor. Now, most people understand that to be the staff member as right. the person in the light helping out the camper, the person in the dark. Right. As it looks like. Where Blazer pointed out that really, for most of the time, it's the opposite. Where yeah. the campers are just... Kids who have every excuse in the world to be the most miserable people in the world, and they're literally some of the happiest people I've ever met in my yeah, entire
1: life. One hundred percent. And
0: they they teach more, they do more for the staff members than the staff members do for them.
1: Yeah, that's that's like a famous thing that goes around camp about how we they do more for us than we do for them, and they don't even realize. You know? Yeah. Because yeah, we're there to you know help them in and out of a wheelchair, to bathe exactly. them, To feed them, to give them meds, but like that's easy. That's easy. You know, I mean, listen, some of us have harder campers. Okay, okay, yeah, you, right. you have
0: to work hard. Right. You have it's to physically work hard. draining,
1: it's emotionally draining. Yeah, I'm, Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, it's easy in the sense of what they do for us, right? Yeah, our, like we're there for physical work and, you know, they're there to support them, but like what they're doing, and they're not even trying to do this work. Exactly. And they're just like, yeah, the amount of times that like I've, I've seen, I'm not kidding, I've seen straight up miracles in that place, like crazy miracles just kids that you never thought in a million years would smile i never have in a million years have a reason to smile right now it's just like like they i've seen kids cry kids who didn't show any emotion an ounce of emotion the whole summer cry on the last night of camp because like they just can't imagine leaving it like it's crazy like it's the place has such power and like yeah i think that like it's wild and and i asked you that question like what what role has it played in your life I don't even think I can answer that, like, for me. Like, there's just been, like, so much that, like, random things will come up in my day-to-day life where I'll just be, like, I'll react in a certain way and then I'll think back and I'll be like, well, that's probably, like, that, I owe that all to, like, camp. And, you know, I owe that all that, that to experiencing this and experiencing that in camp. And, like, it's just so, like, cool, you know, how they're just, like, they're the best, you know. They're yeah. Crazy.
0: So that, that that's why I would say that, like, I particularly came, and I think that a lot of people also did, came to, came to High Lifeline at a particular low in their lives. And it helped you. And not only did it help me, but it set the foundation for everything that I have today.
1: Right.
0: Everything that I have today is built on what I learned in Camp Simcha.
1: Right. And what you experienced and there. And what I experienced there. It's funny. I, I It was like last year. I basically went through a very like tough time in my life. Whatever something happened, and I was... Also in a very low place and a tough time. For about like three weeks, let's say. And like, I remember like, I was thinking to call up Nacho. Nacho, the director of Camp Simcha. I was actually going to call him up and he works from camp like three days a week or two days out of the week. And I was going to call him up and I I did call him. I'm like, are you going up to camp this week? He's like, yeah, I'll be there like Monday, Tuesday, whatever. I'm like, I want to come with you. Let me just come. He's like, why? I'm like, honestly, I'm just down to be there. like, (laughs) Like People say like, go to your happy place. Your happy place is in a... Meadow with flowers. Your happy places is is, is, is at a Knicks game, and you love basketball. Your a happy, happy places place is, is, is in a candy store. I'm like, yo, mine is literally. I'm I've never, I don't think I've ever been in a bad mood there. I've been there for years. I don't ever. I mean, obviously, me and you were division heads. There's stressful times. There's and, stressful times. You know, yeah. Sometimes that's very your different. camper is very hard, but you're never like upset. I, I can't explain it. Like yeah, I go there. I, I know exactly what you mean. Right. I go there, and for like two, four weeks, several, long we're there. Like. Nothing outside of those gates matter, and I don't care about anything. Yeah. Not that, like, I don't care. Obviously, I care about things, but, like, nothing else matters, and I'm mm-hmm. just yeah. happy. It's like this... It's literally like Gunnathan. On, it's, on it, it really is. Right. As Ari says, the second holiest place in the world outside of Richland. Yeah. You know? Like, it's... And I, I find that I'm not even, like, I love it. It's so emotional. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy how, like, that, this place has, like... Like, I go up... We went up for a Shabaton this past yeah the, a few months ago. Like, we just got there Friday, and I was just like, I'm so giddy. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm so mean. happy to be back, even though it's not really camp, and there's families here, and it's and there's not the same activities going on. I was just like, like, let's go. It's just, I'm home, puts baby. It me in like a giddy yeah. mood. Yeah. I'm like, it's so, because like nothing, only good happens here for me. Like, nothing bad ever, ha- you know? It was just, I, I find it so cool. how like a place has such power. You know? <laughs> it's great.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely have that was it. my question to you. Alright, that was a great question. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: can I reverse Uno that back Please. to you? Please. For that same question?
0: Yeah. Reverse
1: Uno. Um, I would say that my lifeline came simple. The whole thing has just taught me how to... As our esteemed head counselor always says, Ari Demby says, just remove the eye. You know? I think that every single 99% of the human beings on this earth... Um, have selfish moments and can be selfish people because at the end of the day, like, you know, there's a whole thing there's no such thing as a selfish good deed, right? It's, sorry, as a selfless good deed. Right. Right? Like, if, yo, like, why do you give to Dukkah? You feel good when you give to Dukkah. So, like, even though you did a good deed, you still feel good and there's nothing selfless about it. Giving up, right? Now, obviously, you encamp some kind you give up your summer and you work hard and you hustle for your camper and, you know, and you're, you're doing the most amazing chesed in the world. You feel good. You're in a fun environment. You get free sweatshirt and merch. You get free food, good food, fun people. You get on the YouTube video. There's music videos. There's dancing. There's raves, and it's all great, right? And let's be honest, like, Camp Simple Counselor gets a lot of perks, and it's yeah. amazing to be a counselor there, you know. But if you just like take a step back from that and just like look at all of it, like step out of the box, you're just like, like this. I'm trying to word it right. It taught me to remove the, I, I never, like, when I was in high school, I never thought that, like, I always thought, like, okay, fine, maybe I'll volunteer for this, maybe I'll, you know, do this, do that, like, little volunteering things, but you never thought that, like, if you see the result of what you do, if you see the effect you can have on kids and the whole camp, you look back and you're like, I did that? Like, it taught me to be part of something that's so much bigger than you, like, so not even just, like, a little, it's you, it is so much bigger than you, and to be a part of something that's so much bigger than you and have an effect in it I think it's just so cool it taught me like I guess it taught me a lesson that like you're just like no matter how small no matter how whatever like your job that you do is you can have like the biggest effect you know like it's just so cool I don't know I mean yeah. I think it's really just being part of something that's bigger than you is just you know and I'm, 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 I could sit here and tell you all the cheesy answers the inspiration and the this and the that that's obvious you know that, that comes with anybody who walks in the doors you know and you just Get inspired, like you said. The whole story with the with the with the logo and everything. Yeah, I've been lifted up more times than I've lifted anybody up in yeah. that place. You know, easy. And I think it's just it's so cool. It just taught me just to like you know, also just appreciation for life. You know, you go there, you see what the kids are going through, and you just step back and you're just like appreciate everything you have. It's so cool, but that's a cheesy answer. So, and I, we don't like when people say that answer. Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> yeah. but like, hey, it's cheesy, but it's so true. Yeah, I administered my first. Um, enema
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, by the last by the last Chabatone
1: really? yeah
0: first one first enema I don't know how
1: That's crazy. I don't know how
0: I got through so many years of not doing an enema right, right. but same. that was my first enema right? right. ever since then my Asher Yatzar has not been the same right it's, it's not the and same it's those
1: little things that just it's, get you
0: it just it hit me so hard and I'm like wow right
1: yeah. I think it's super cool. Where are we at right now?
0: We're at 120.
1: Let's wrap it up. I feel bad. All I right. don't make people listen for so long. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that interesting.
0: All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Conversation and Calculation, Fern. Episode 13.
1: an hour and 20 minutes. Thank oh, you. Oh, yes.